platform for an in-depth look in economic matters with leaders and decision makers. This is BizTalk. Hello and welcome to this edition of BizTalk on CGTN. I'm Lily Liu in Beijing. In just a few months' time, AI-powered chatbot ChatGPT becomes the hottest issue in the tech world. The success of ChatGPT has generated investment frenzy. UBS predicts that AI is set to boom into a $90 billion industry by 2025. So how will a global chatbot race unfold for us? What changes will AI bring to our lives? Today we talk to Dr. Piero Scarufi, founder of Silicon Valley Artificial Intelligence Research Institute and the author of 100 Years of Silicon Valley. Mr. Scarufi, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for inviting me. So can we start with this? Can you simply explain to us what exactly it is and why is it blowing everyone's mind? ChatGPT is based on a language model called GPT, GPT-3 in particular. And uh, so the, the, the really important thing is to understand what the language model is. And uh, <clears throat> um, the, the easy, so it's not easy to explain in a few words, but basically a language model uh, is a system that studies a vast, a very large number of uh, text, text written by humans and learns uh, a sort of statistical distribution of words and how words combine with each other. Basically, indirectly, it learns how we use words uh, without knowing anything about the meaning of those words, it just knows that usually that word is associated with another word. That's a language model. And uh, <clears throat> there has been uh, uh, an explosion of uh, language models after Google invented a particular software architecture called the Transformer. This mm -hmm. was in 2017. Um, that, uh, that Transformer architecture was very successful uh, in machine translation. And basically does two things. It encodes and it decodes. And uh, in 2018, some very bright Google engineers realized that if you only use the decode, uh, the system um, can produce very fluent multi-sentence uh, articles that look like Wikipedia articles. Mm -hmm. Now, your friend was asking you how it works, and the honest truth is that we don't really know. Uh, there's still a little bit of mystery about how this language model ends up being able to, um, to write very good uh, articles. You used the word miracle. Would you say that this is a remarkable achievement, like an AI revolution, a game changer, or maybe it is just a buzzword? Like uh, most progress, uh, there's still a long way to go. <clears throat> and uh, like most new things, you have to be really careful how you use them. Um, so that's, that becomes a, a long discussion. It's, it's also important to realize when I say miracle, I exaggerate. I mean, there's been a progress, uh, and, there, and the progress has been a very rapid after that invention of the transformer architecture in 2017. So, that, so in, in five years, <clears throat> uh, so many things happened. Um, and these language models have uh, evolved very rapidly. 
uh, but it's been an evolution. It's not been uh, one day we wake up and suddenly mm -hmm. they produce articles. In a world driven by innovation and technology, one AI stands out as a marvel of cognitive capabilities, ChatGPT. Crafted by OpenAI, it has revolutionized our interaction with machines, heralding a new era of communication. Experts believe that its impact on the way we learn and work will be transformational. Fueled by a wealth of expansive data, the current iteration of ChatGPT possesses remarkable capabilities. ChatGPT can draft emails, write code, offer tutoring in various subjects, and assist in countless professional tasks. But its abilities don't stop there. GPT-4, the latest version in this lineage, can respond to images. Users will find themselves equipped with an array of plugins that empower ChatGPT to access the internet, provide more up-to-date responses, and complete a wider range of tasks. The future holds exciting possibilities for ChatGPT, which can potentially change the world in many ways. You're talking about this change in five, time, in five years' time, from 2017 Transformer until now. So you said many things happened. I mean, we know there was a global pandemic going on, so many people are moving more and more of their parts of lives uh, to online. And then there's currently, uh, there's this global economic crisis going on. So all these background, how do you think all this big backdrop contributes to the progress of AI? No, I think I think this was independent. I think what happened would have happened anyway. I mean, after all, most of the scientists work uh, in an office or at home, <clears throat> pretty isolated from uh, the, the 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 social <coughs> uh, environment. So I think this was happening, and <clears throat> we saw it happening month after month, almost literally. I mean. <clears throat> In 2017, you have Transformer. In 2018, there are these theoretical articles. In 2019, Facebook introduces Roberta. <coughs> Microsoft introduces Excel and Net. Uh, OpenAI introduces the first, uh, the second GPT, I think GPT-2. Uh, so we've seen this program, and it's been very fast. NVIDIA Megatron, uh, Google come up with Albert, Google T5 and so on and so on and so on. And then you have uh, GPT-3 and then you have ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. So if you follow, there's really a, a progress and evolution, uh, although it's been very fast, but I think it would have happened anyway. You know, they're all talking about ChatGPT and they talk about how uh, there are some fun ways of using it, actually. Some people ask it to write poems, to tell jokes. So Mr. Scarufi, what are some of the fun ways that you use ChatGPT? No, that's, that's actually a very good question, because to the fun applications <coughs> that, that you can, what you can do with, the, with the, this chatbot. Uh, I don't know if you heard the last year an Italian artist and programmer, Giacomo Micheli, launched a website called The Infinite Conversation. You can Google it, you will find mm -hmm. it. <coughs> he, he, he put two chatbots and made them talk to each other. So the output of one chatbot goes to the other one. And one is a virtual avatar of a philosopher, and the other one is a virtual avatar of a German intellectual, I can remember, uh, maybe a filmmaker. And they talk to each other all the time, all the time. You can Google it right now, you will see what they are saying. And this is called the infinite conversation, because of course it can go on forever yes. and ever and ever. <laughs> That's kind of uh, 
cool, intriguing, and uh, and funny to see what uh, what they say. And then my friend uh, Javier Ideami um, in Spain, he can give ideas to a lot of people who like technology. Uh, he made a film. The film is not available yet. You can find only a short uh, uh, <coughs> teaser on YouTube mm -hmm. where he used uh, uh, generative AI. So chatbot is uh, generative AI mm -hmm. to make a movie. So he used the GPT-3 to generate text. Then he used uh, a system called Stable Diffusion, very popular, to turn text into images. Mm -hmm. Then he used a system called NERF to turn the images into three-dimensional scenes. Then he used more AI to turn these 3D scenes into a movie. Okay, so this is this is a lot of fun and it's uh, it's very creative. And someday we'll make uh, uh, it will create competitors of Hollywood. China home to more than 2,000 artificial intelligence startups, is engaging in establishing a pioneering AI hub. From 2012 to September 2022, China accounted for around 28% of the approximately 1 million AI papers published in the world. China's high-level paper output expanded from 20.36% in 2012 to 50.71% in 2021. Tech giants like Baidu and Tencent possess more than 10,000 AI patents as of 2022. With such robust scientific research capacity, China is leading the world. Uh, it is also in China having a bit of a moment right now. A number of uh, tech companies in China, like the big names that you have heard of, Alibaba, JD.com, NetEase, and Tencent, uh, they've all actually joined the AI race. First of all, why do you think wasn't ChatGDP invented in China first? I respect uh, Chinese technology, and uh, I think China has, has come up with amazing technology in the last 10 years. But with all due respect, uh, deep learning was invented uh, in Canada, England. Uh, uh, so a lot of this technology came first mm -hmm. uh, from uh, from Western uh, uh, research centers. So it's not surprising that there's still a little, you know, a little advantage there. Yes, other I, countries. I don't know the specifics, yeah. but Yes, it's based. I, yeah, uh, okay. It's based on generative AI that was invented in the West, uh, uh, it's, which is based on uh, the transformer that was made at Google, which is based on. So all of these groups, of course, have those those few I don't know, years, months, weeks of advantage. There are many countries in the world that try to actually mimic the Silicon Valley ecosystem in China. We too have our own high tech parks. What would be your advices for countries that are trying to do so? Yeah, so all of all of them so far failed to create something that is really like Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that they cannot innovate. My favorite example is actually Japan, which uh, had tremendous innovation between 1950 and 1990, and it was the exact opposite of Silicon Valley. So it's not the only way to innovate. Uh, Silicon Valley is kind of unique because I think because of the culture. The culture is unique. It's this uh, mix of uh, um, artists, musicians, uh, politicians, uh, engineers, uh, scientists. Uh, it's, ki it's kind of a unique thing. Innovation didn't start with Silicon Valley. Think of uh, Edison, Bell, Ford, uh, uh, 
Robert Fulton, Morse, the Telegraph, uh, the polio vaccine, I mean, television. This, this had nothing to do with Silicon Valley. Uh, um, television actually did, but uh, all the others did, didn't. So, so innovation has, has been built in the in the social political system of the United States for a long time. Most, uh, most I don't remember if it's 50-55%, uh, uh, the majority of the billion dollar startups in the United States were founded by immigrants right now, 2020, mm. well, 2022, you know, a few months ago. And these startups together, they're, they're more than $1 trillion of value. So that, that's the GDP of a country in, uh, in Europe. Uh, Almost half of the semiconductor engineers in uh, in uh, in the in the Bay Area are immigrants. This is a huge advantage. So basically, China is trying to do the same thing with only Chinese uh, citizens rely on the fact that there are 1.4 billion Chinese citizens. But there's still there's still an advantage when you have people coming from all over the world, because just different cultures, different way of thinking come together. China has been, you know, putting a lot of, you know, ac actually accelerating its bit in technology research and development. What should China do in order to become what it wished for, that is to become an innovation house? Well, I think it, China is already uh, an innovation uh, uh, powerhouse. Uh, it's, it's, uh, certainly, I mean, if you, if you consider where it's coming from in, uh, in just uh, 20 years, it became a major technological force. Uh, <clears throat> that's why the United States is worried about China, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, so it is already innovation force. Uh, I, 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 I have often heard uh, the expression, this is the, the Silicon Valley of China, <clears throat> the closest that I've seen is probably Shenzhen, the old Shenzhen. To me, it's always kind of pointless to try to imitate Silicon Valley. Every place has its own culture and should focus on its own culture. Mm -hmm. and its own uh, advantages. And we have this global race for technological superiority. I mean, it is going on, it is actually accelerating uh, in a recent years. Do you think this kind of competition is actually accelerating or hindering the progress of technological development? No, here in Silicon Valley, maybe I'm influenced by, by this Silicon Valley mindset, but competition in general is, is viewed as positive. It's, uh, nobody complains if tomorrow Apple or uh, <coughs> or Facebook or whatever comes up with a with a better chatbot. Uh, I mean, of course the the CEO is probably worried, um, but the average engineer uh, is uh, is pleased. You know, it's, it's uh, oh wow they did this, oh wow they did that, and that's also why papers are public and uh, a lot of uh, code is. Uh, is open source available to everybody. So general perception is that competition is good. Competition from China has probably been good because uh, we see um, <clears throat> we see that the, the so-called benchmarks. You know, there are these tests where you test how good a system is. Uh, the moment uh, somebody here invents something, mm -hmm. a Chinese group comes up, does something a little better that mm -hmm. performs better on those benchmarks. Mm -hmm. But I don't see people getting upset. I see people getting motivated to do mm -hmm. it better. First of all, why, the, why theirs works faster than mine? And, and, and second, okay, now I can do it better.
360-degree profiles of industry movers and shakers, tech mavericks, and policymakers. We drill down on their success. We ask how they set strategy and how they navigate in an increasingly competitive market. Real talk, real business. Join the conversation. Biz Talk, only on CGTN. However, like any technological advancement, ChatGPT raises questions about ethics and responsibility. Striking the right balance between innovation and accountability will be crucial as we navigate the uncharted waters of AI development. While ChatGPT's remarkable cognitive capabilities have garnered global attention, issues such as unreliable answers, data leaks, and academic plagiarism have caused growing global concerns. This amplifies the urgency for a standardized framework that can guarantee the authenticity of AI operations. The imperative for a clear and universally acknowledged approach has become an undeniable necessity. What about concerns on ChatGPT or chatbots like this for cybersecurity? So every, every technology can be misused. The danger of this one is probably that uh, it produces such credible text. You know, it, it really looks like it's being written by professionals. So in a sense, that's the danger. And uh, we know that in some uh, schools or school districts are actually banning ChatGPT tool on school networks and devices. Uh, do you think this may be the right course of action? How do you think ChatGPT is affecting college admissions and reshaping education? In places like Stanford, Harvard, or Tsinghua University, Peking University, uh, I don't think students want to cheat. Students want to learn. And yes, every now and then you have the pressure. Oh my God, I have to, I have to succeed tomorrow morning. But in general, I don't think so. I, I think uh, good students want to learn. Their motivation is to learn. You, they know their parents spend a lot of money to send them to school. Why? To cheat? No, to learn. And uh, so we have to just send, uh, spread the right message to, to kids. Of course, in high school, they're not mature enough to understand this. So in high school, that's more important that uh, that we spread the right message. You are here to learn, not to cheat. And that's important for the rest of your life. So, and, and <clears throat> I mean, technology can also solve that problem. And technology, the, the, there's already a system you see Berkeley, probably not the only one, that can detect if the text was generated by a machine. Mm -hmm. So. At some point, we'll have also teachers will have this tool, but I think it's more important to just convince students that they have they have to study, they have to learn what they're studying, they have to understand what they're learning, and ChatGPT doesn't help you there. In response to calls for AI regulation, China is taking steps to standardize development of generative artificial intelligence. In the middle of this month, the Cyberspace Administration of China is going to enact a draft measure to better manage AI services. Aimed at safeguarding national security and public interests, this draft is a groundbreaking attempt to regulate AI technologies, setting a course for healthy standardized application of AI. As we stand on the cusp of an AI-driven era, ChatGPT represents a beacon of human ingenuity. 
Its trajectory is most likely to reshape how we communicate, learn, and innovate. As we move ahead, a vigilant collaborative approach is needed, underpinned by an unwavering commitment to steering AI's evolution for the greater good of humanity. Of course, we know that it actually only took about five days for ChatGPT to reach one million users, and then the number of monthly users went beyond 100 million in the month of January. And Microsoft then decided to pump about $10 billion into ChatGPT maker OpenAI following its initial investment of $1 billion back in 2019. So now it hopes to use this new technology to revive uh, the search engine being, and that could change the dynamics in the search engine market. And so that is why alphabetic Google isn't a sitting still. I mean, it spent almost $400 million on AI startup Anthropic as its own chatbot to rival ChatGPT, but it has not gone smoothly. A factual error led to about $100 billion being wiped off the company's market value. This AI product race globally is being spurred by the success of ChatGPT. So how deep will AI change the future of humanity to you? Every new technology has changed the has changed the way we live, but also the way we think, uh, the way we interact. Think, mm -hmm. think of uh, the massive revolutions a century ago with the telephone and the radio, um, or the revolution of uh, television. So each of these things have changed society so much and really created a new era in the way we, we, we live, interact, think. So I don't see this as being um, so different. Uh, certainly, there is already a, 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 a difference in the way we think of machines. And uh, in general, I think actually is a positive way. Uh, I grew up when people thought artificial intelligence was the kind you see in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so this, this, uh, these super intelligent machines and until a few years ago, there were a lot of people talking about the singularity. I think now it's a little less uh, popular. Um, as people start using these tools, they realize they are technologies. They, they can do things. Uh, there are also things they cannot do. What do you think are some of the, the, either the potential or maybe limitations that lies in the real world for the development of AI? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very important question because <clears throat> So AI risks following the, the path of other scientific uh, research that sometimes <coughs> keeps going in the same direction without realizing maybe we reached the limit. So AI today, when we talk about AI today, most people talk about deep learning, which is a technology invented more or less in 2012. Um, and uh, it, it has given us <coughs> all the things that are popular today. Um, but just adding more uh, computational power might not give us much more. So one thing that we should keep in mind that that's one, one kind of artificial intelligence. Uh, before we were doing other things and those other things uh, now look obsolete again because computational power has made deep learning popular. But, you know, this, there could be limitations. Um, I, I can see that text-to-text -text translation can still improve, and that's great. It will give us a lot of um, 
access to text written in other languages. Um, Speech-to-speech -speech translation is going to be also very useful. Uh, but for example, medical applications have been the big uh, promise of AI. That's something that would be very useful and will have a, a very important impact. Um, but people are having doubts about what you can do with deep learning. Because in medicine, a mistake is very serious. It's not just something you laugh about. Um, so it's a very good question. Um, uh, it's possible that deep, so deep learning is probably not the end of the story. At some point, uh, somebody will come up, in my opinion, will come up with, uh, with a new kind of AI that, that will probably solve some of the limitations. If ChatGPT could have a superpower, what would it be? To mislead people. To mislead that, people. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be the scary thing where, <clears throat> where uh, see, I, at the beginning I used the word miracle. It's not a miracle, but it's a mystery at least mm. why, why GPT can produce such good sentences, mm -hmm. you know, good English sentences. It's a little bit of a mystery. It's like we pushed the machine to give an answer. And the machine, because it's under pressure, then it comes up with this beautiful English, but it contains mistakes or, or it invents stories or so on. Well, I mean, if I had to express one fear would be that as we keep pushing the machine, pushing the machine to give answers, this, this machine becomes just a generator of uh, false stories hmm. that look very, very credible. So that, you know, we have a search engine today, <coughs> Google, Bing, Baidu, and these search engines give us some information that is mostly correct. And so I'm afraid that ChatGPT will give us search engines that are really out of control. We don't know why they gave the answer they, they gave, and, and it's so difficult to find out is it true or false. So that would be my concern. I honestly don't think we'll get there. I think I think humans are generally smarter. They can control machines. Hmm. That sounds like it is a double-edged sword, but I think that's part of the charm of technology. We just have to maybe have more people trying it out, and as you say, to find out about its whether it is a miracle or a mystery. But it has to keep developing, and that's what's going to make our world maybe a better place. Thank you so right. much. That's Mr. Piero Scarufi joining us all the way from Silicon Valley. Thank you very much. And that would be the end of our talk and the, this end of Biz Talk on CGTN. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Lily Lu. Until next time, bye. -bye.